This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On August 25th... I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. Next time you go camping, add some zip to the zippers on your tent by rubbing them with wax. Goodbye, noisy, sticky zippers. Hello, smooth pulling gear. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> we'll keep it in. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Today, joining me over, I've got Mr. Mickey Simpson. Hello, pal. You all right? Yes, mate. I'm all good. You? Yeah, I'm not spoiling what's happened yet, if anyone's not aware, but we'll keep it for one more second because we're going to bring in our third person. That's Kai. How are you doing, Kai? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. How are you doing? Not bad. All the better for Mill getting three points yesterday, chaps. No, come on. It was a dream. We know it was a dream. Get in there. Unbelievable scenes. Millwall win 1 0 at home yesterday, courtesy of a Jed Wallace penalty. Um, and we beat Bristol City 1 0 to go into 14th place in the league table. I mean, the promotion charge is back on, Kai, right? Absolutely. You know, I said that as soon as I left the last night. Do you know, I so badly want to press something, but I'm not going to. 
Uh, I don't know what he's going to press. I'm just going to leave it for a second. He's going to press walking over the world. We're not going to do that because we're probably going to get copyright strikes anyway. So how do you if we put it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah but we're we'll leaving. Just, I can pre- just I can predict you. Yeah, just just imagine it right now that it's rocking all over the world. There we go. Yeah, and then that way we don't get copyright striked. That's it. I mean, that's that's obviously us going into the show now. Uh, we're going to go into part number one now and talk more about that special win yesterday. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, like the video, and obviously be sure to comment below any thoughts and opinions. And uh, we'll get back to you. So, yeah, let's go into part one now. And welcome to the first part of the show. As mentioned, boys, Millwin 1-0 yesterday. Kai, how did you feel after walking out of the den yesterday? It was a great result, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, when you walk out and, and, there's, and you've just won, there's, there's a different feeling, isn't there, around the, around the whole atmosphere around the den. Everyone's buzzing. Um, and it was, yeah, we, we had to wait long enough, didn't we, for another win? So... Hopefully we don't have to wait that long for another win. Hopefully we, we do we get the next win on Saturday. It'll be lovely. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic feeling going home from the den last night, and and one I felt like we might we probably deserved a couple times where we just couldn't quite get the business done. But last night um, we saw the game out, and yeah, deserved three points. Come with Jed Wallace, Mickey Simpson, mate. You know he comes on the, off the bench. Uh, it's what he comes on. I think the fifth ninth minute. Sub. Uh, fifth ninth minute and does something that Mark Noble couldn't do and scored the goal <laughs> last time he the bench. <laughs> he scored a penalty. I think it was, uh, you know, obviously, I think it was, who was it that won the penalty? Was it a phobie, lads? It was a phobie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down a, phobie. a phobie went down, yeah. Yeah, and then um, upset Jim Wallace and never in doubt sticks it away for his fourth goal of the season and a timely reminder of his importance to me all, I suppose, Mickey. Absolutely. If you haven't seen the penalty, the penalty is on our YouTube channel. Someone um, recorded it in uh, the CBL stand right behind the goal and uh, and we stole it and put it on YouTube. So uh, it's there as a short. It's about eight, ten seconds long, so it won't, won't waste your life. But definitely have a look at it. It's, uh, it's good. And if you know a West Ham fan, just show them that's how you take a penalty, just so they can, uh, you know, understand. Because uh, Mark Noble fucked his. He did. I mean, we'll talk about it now, actually. The, the Twitter thread going around, courtesy of Millwall. You know what? The admin gets a lot of stick, whoever it is that does the tweets sometimes on our handle. Fair play to them. They showed uh, Mark Noble how it's done, didn't they? And, you know, it's not for everyone, as they said, to come on and score a penalty, uh, Akai, after, you know, coming as a sub. But, man, well, good penalty. But also just, you know, good to kind of rub the salts in the rooms a little bit of West Ham. Absolutely. You know, whenever you get the chance to do that, you've got to do it, haven't you? I mean... You know, it, it was a great penalty. He absolutely levered it, hadn't he? And, he? and it was top, top right-hand corner. I was a bit fearful, though, because Daniel Bentley had saved, made quite a good few saves that last night. And I thought, oh, you know, it's dodgy here. But Jed showed his confidence and, and stuck it away. And, yeah, even better to, to get one up on the on West Ham. Mickey, I never knew so many West Ham fans followed Millwall. I mean, the amount of replies they're getting is unbelievable. Mate, do, you, <laughs> I, do you know what? I think it's, it, it's highly amusing that um, it just shows, really, that how many West Ham fans have been triggered, considering that they spend most of their life telling us that, uh, you know, we're a shit club, you've, you know, we've got this, you've got this, you've got nothing, you're crap, you're this, you're that, that. But fuck me, how many of them have been triggered by a simple tweet of, I don't even think, I don't even think the tweet took the piss out of West Ham. It was just, you oh, know, it was, it was, meant, it was meant for West Ham because Noble came on, didn't he? The week before yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was like, it. it was just, it just fucking, it's just gone mad. Yeah. And I think, you know, once people listen to this and more and more people catch on to it, it's just blowing up. It's just, I think we're going to, I think I'll probably put a little video together of, of all the Twitter comments for those of you what don't do Twitter, just so you can see. It's just fucking funny as fuck. I mean, I just, I honestly don't understand why West Ham fans are talking. I mean, they're giving it going, 
oh, yeah, you've never scored a penalty in the Prem. And we're going, well, yeah, we were in the Prem, but it weren't called the Prem. And they're going, oh, yeah, but you've never been in the Prem. Fuck, you know, really? Oh, you've never been in Europa Cup? No, we were there 17 years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> all the Twitter Warriors coming out in full force, isn't it? But, yeah, nonetheless, brilliant having brilliant. a laugh at the expense. Um, oh, it's fantastic. About, let's talk about the team lineup anyway that Rowett went for yesterday. Uh, obviously, Bart Bilkowski in goal, Matt Namara coming back into the side, Kai fresh from injury, Mo Wallace, Hutchinson, uh, then it's Ballards, obviously Malone left wing back, midfield two of George Savile and George Evans, who I thought was actually really impressive yesterday, both of them. Uh, Savile in particular has always impressed me, but Evans, I thought, you know what, fair play to him. Uh, and then obviously Ojo, Afobi and Matt Smith up front. Kai, what did you make of the team? Obviously, like I said, Matt Namara returning stood out for me as well. But yeah, a few definitely good performances yesterday on that side. Yeah, fantastic to see Danny McNamara back. Um, you know, I think he showed his worth down down the right hand side yesterday and shown, you know, let Ryan Leonard and Billy Mitchell have been fantastic there, haven't they? Covering him for him. But it just shows how good Danny McNamara is. He comes in and he shows, you know, exactly why that right back position is his. Um and why why he beat, you know, why he was first choice over Marlon last year as well. It's just it's the quality he possesses on the ball is is brilliant. He's always safe on the ball. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Um I don't think it did surprise me. I thought it might bring Cooper back into the side. Um Obviously, he stuck with Murray Wallace, and you know, Murray had a good game as well. Evans was good. Savile was good. Um, Savile was brilliant. I think Savile yeah. is just getting better and better and better. It looks like his fitness is coming back, and he's and, and he's just there. And it's all because of COVID. Let, wait, wait before he comes in because of that. All because of COVID. He's waiting to get his form back, isn't he, Mickey? Listen, and that. listen, fucking shut your mouth, you fucking belly. I didn't even <laughs> mention it. I weren't even going to mention it. But you oh, know, well, there you go. You know, I weren't even going to mention it. You know, you know for. Just because those playing the bingo um, ain't going to get a score, but you've mentioned it now, so someone's going to call him with a full line or a full house because of you. But yeah, <laughs> I just think that Evan um, Evans was good, but Savile was was great. Murray Wallace is just Mister Consistent. Um, the little bit with him and, and um, Malone was great in the first half, um, double quick. But yeah, as soon as Jed come on, the whole tempo of the game just changed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, what I'll talk about obviously with um, Matt Namara. I mean. What's the saying? Square hole, uh, was it round circles and square pegs, whatever it is? I mean, square naturally... peg and round hole. Square peg it's and round okay. hole, thank you. Uh, but, you know, it. Leonard and Mitchell, like Kai said there, uh, Mickey, have done great. But, you know, it's nothing like having a, a normal player, a natural player playing his natural position. Um, and I think you saw that at Matamari yesterday. He came back into the side seamlessly. And, you know, he's been away from it for a little while now, but he came back in like he never left, I felt like. I also think he was class that he gave his shirt to the two young kids yesterday. Yeah, that was brilliant. And, and that's class. And I mean, that's what. Going to football is all about. Um, I just think little things like that really matter. And, and those shirts, when they give them away, come out of the players' money. They they have to buy a new mm. shirt. So fair play to it. But and I think Savile gave one away as well. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say literally Savile yeah. done the same thing along that same kind of stretch of the ground there. And I think also you know I, I thought the players and the fans were really on side to it with each other yesterday. And you know it's only one win, not getting carried away, but six unbeaten as well. So we'll take some positives. I'm definitely more positive than I was on our last show. That's for sure. But. Hopefully it continues for a while. I mean, like we said, we started the game well, I felt like. Didn't really see much from Bristol City in the first half. Um, you know, albeit we didn't get the goal, I thought, you know, Ojo still looked good. I mean, Kai, I thought Ojo was impressive with the fact that he just gets the ball and wants to run with intent at the players, you know what I mean? And make something happen, it feels like. And, you know, he's proven to be a decent low sign, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. He's got really quick feet, hasn't he? And he just looks he looks really quick and and um you know just really able to move the ball really quick, get the ball, get the ball on his left foot and spray the ball out wide to there's got one time yesterday where the defender was there, he sort of shimmy to the right, sent him that way, and he's gone the other way. And 
pinged the ball out to Malone and, you know, we started a counter-attack. So, you know, I think he's, I think he looks really dangerous when he runs at a player, he looks quick, good step overs. So yeah, really, really good signing. I'm, I'm really great. excited to see, obviously, Ojo, Jeds and Afobi, Vicky. I yeah. think that's going to be the key. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I was quite surprised that, you know, they were all fit yesterday and he didn't play him and then he brought, was, you know, and as soon as he brought Jed on, it just suddenly, the whole, t- the whole game just changed. It was as if the, the, we're not going to lose this. We're going to win this mentality. Just you could just see it sweeping across the pitch, and and Bristol just knew that they were in trouble. You know, it just it it was as if you know it was like fairy dust being sprinkled. As soon as Jed, the, the the whole tempo just lifted, and he was you know from the first moment when he run the length of the pitch, it was just right. This is ours to take, and we're going to take it. You know, and it was it was lovely to see because. We're so fed up with the boring football. Don't get me wrong, some parts of it yesterday were quite boring, but a win's a win, mate. We're going to take that and hopefully we can build on that up to 14th place now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's got to be positive at this point, I think. I mean, I'm st- the critics will still be out there and it's the jury's definitely still out. It's only one win. The important yeah, thing, I think, yeah, yeah. is to follow up on Saturday, but we'll talk about Saturday's game in the, in the second part of the show, obviously. Um, but we had our chances. I mean, Murray Wallace had the heart in my moment as much as he's been great, Kai. That first half opportunity where like he's he's kind of gone for the ball like it's one of those headers where like you feel like you're gonna get it and it just kind of skids over his head doesn't it and even when he's trying to get back up he falls to the ground but at that point he wasn't involved in the play anyway but it was like a kind of moment thinking what's going on here like but thankfully I think it was Hutchinson and Bart obviously dug him out of a hole there and managed to divert the shot didn't they yeah what a block from Hutchinson um but uh, when it went over the when it went over his head I wasn't quite sure Byron looked offside didn't he I don't know whether. I don't know if someone was playing him on or whether Barry Wallace, it came off Barry Wallace's head or it skidded off his head. Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was, it definitely was a high in the mouth moment. Um, because, you know, you can see, you could see when after we had all that possession and we looked like we, you know, we were the ones we were going to score. You can see them going up the other end and, and nicking one off a really soft goal, can't you? So yeah, they had a couple of chances Bristol City in the first half. I remember one where ball had gone to the back post and the right backs all on his own. He just heads just wide. I mean, you know, really he should be pitting the target from there. But yeah, I thought we were, Really deserved the three points yesterday. We're much the better side. I mean, just before, yeah, we'll talk about a clean sheet in a second, but just before half time as well, I think it was a phobie's kind of play through after like a looping head from Evans. And Bentley pulls up his save, like you said, to Kai, he made a couple of good saves. But we was definitely knocking on the door, I felt like, Mickey, when it came to that moment. And, you know, thankfully, whilst we didn't get it before half time, second half came along and we got that stroke like we needed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I just think we stopped Bristol City being able to play. We just flooded the midfield. We just stopped them being able to play. And their whole game plan just got destroyed. I just don't think they had a plan B. um, And they couldn't really do a lot. Um, And it was nice to see for a change where we were in full control. You know, it was ours. But don't get me wrong. Our asses, you know, mine definitely was still going thinking, yeah, we're 1-0. This is going to end in a draw. This is going to end in a draw. This is going to end in a draw. <laughs> and um, and you just knew that, you know, that that's we both talked about it last week that it was going to end in a draw. But it didn't even we didn't have loads and loads of backward passes either yesterday. Right. It's as if it's as if the players listened to our show, mate, because we were moaning about why pass back when you've got players on the on the on the wing, you know, on the on one side of the park to the other. Just bang it over. And yesterday, they just kept banging it over. So, you know, it was it was much better to watch, more aggressive. But Ojo, fuck me, that player is, is coming on. He's he's starting to come on at the right time. Hopefully, Savile and, and, you know, the relationships, what's building between those players on there, it's coming in at the right time. I know it's one 
win, and I know we're probably getting overexcited, but if these players, the potential we're seeing now, start coming on for another three, four, five games, and then they're going to hit their mark, we could end up having a nice run second half of the season, and and you know it might just do us a world of good getting to the top half of the league and potentially possibly get for the playoff sides. And I could be wrong, but sorry, could be wrong. I think Ojo. Um, was at Wolves as well, with Savile and Afobi and Jed as well. Because I was speaking to a guy that one of the Wolves fans, and he said that um, they had Ojo under. I think it was Mick McCarthy when he was there, um, and they tried to bring him back, but Liverpool didn't want to send him back. So them four have a real good understanding. Or yeah, Jed, Afobi, Ojo, and Savile. So you know, you could see that ball from Savile to Benik Afobi last night it was fantastic, wasn't it? And I think that's the sort of understanding they're going to have to go, hopefully with each other. That's it. I was going to mention, obviously, like it wasn't all like one-sided. I think it started second half. I mean, it, on the reflection of play, first half definitely Mills half. Second half probably more Bristol City's, especially in the first fifteen minutes. I think Rowett kind of was forced his hand bringing on Jed, um, but it was definitely a sub needed at the time. And then obviously, mm-hmm. like we said, Jed sparked the game into life. Uh, but in particular, you know, I think Savile. I mentioned him obviously at the start. We both agreed he's been great. But that that build up to the penalty that went away. I think he wins the ball just on the edge of the halfway line. Comes forward with it, plays it through to Phoebe, who's obviously, you know, through on goal, and he gets brought down. The Stonewall penalty, wasn't it, kind? No arguments there whatsoever, I felt like. No, and I actually thought, um, I don't know if I can see Mickey's shaking his head, but it I. It was definitely a Stonewall penalty, Mickey. I thought it, well, I thought it was, and I, and I, I thought he was lucky to, to stay on with the yellow card. I, I, you know, if, if that's a last man challenge, just you've got to think it could be a red card. I, at the time, I haven't watched it too many times back, but I was thinking it was. Look, I'll take the decision. It was definitely a penalty. It was an easy penalty to a degree, but I'd, I'd take the penalty. You know, yeah, it, it was a penalty, but I, yeah. I think there's this new rule of the um, if double jeopardy. So, like, yeah. if if the, if they stop the player from scoring a goal by conceding the penalty, but they also then have the intentional contact to do it, like you know, don't make a genuine kind of rule to get the ball. That's a red card. That's then double jeopardy. But in that case with Atkinson, I think it was Atkinson centre half. You kind of see he's going for the ball, but a phobia gets it away from him, if that makes sense. It wasn't like an intentional pull-down. So I think with that, they changed it three or four years ago, didn't they, the double jeopardy rule. And I think that's why he wasn't sent off, Kai. But I do agree with you. Like, it's last man. You think, like, that's... But it, I think it was a genuine attempt to get the ball. I think the referee did yeah. has, which is why then he wouldn't be sent off. But, just, yeah. Just a question, obviously. Just one question. You were both there last night. What was the... um? How did, how did the atmosphere just suddenly lift when Jed come on? A little bit. Don't get me wrong. It was. It was he obviously because watching and... it, watch watching the the play, it was as if, as I said a minute ago, it was as if something just suddenly come across the team and they ignited. And I just wondered how it was being live. If that, if that's how it was there, I don't know what the actual numbers of attendance were yesterday, but it didn't feel like there was plenty there. It said eleven thousand apparently. Yeah, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, yeah. So like, but I felt like obviously when it did come on, obviously everyone was excited, thinking right, this is the only player that could probably do something for us tonight. Let's hope he does come on and do something. But that's a bit hard on the others, of course, because they're all great. Yes, I felt like. Don't forget, don't the numbers. Tennis, if, man. Don't don't the numbers count all season tickets every game anyway? It's not just attendance actually in the game, is it? Uh, not sure. Not sure how they do it nowadays. Probably it's just sold tickets, isn't it? I guess not the actual gate. Maybe that actually went. You maybe you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was definitely pandemonium in stands when Jed sticks that penalty away, Kai, isn't it? Great penalty. Yeah. It was a fantastic penalty. Um, you know, it was you know, I, I've, Jed always levers it, doesn't he? He tends to go with the not not so much like a Troy Deeney style, where Troy Deeney absolutely just levers it, doesn't he, down the middle, and you can't do anything about it. But yeah, Jed, Jed levers it into the corner. It's a great penalty. It's top right hand corner. And, even if the keeper goes that way, he's not saving it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Benley tried to predict him kind of going like, hey, no, he does like kind of through the ball and kind of a pace and power. It was obviously power on it, like you said there, but it was a bit more precision as well, wasn't it? Like kind of placing the top right corner and left yeah. keeping no chance. Yeah, it was a fantastic penalty. There was no, even if he got the right way, there was no chance he was getting it. And yeah, the celebrations that followed were, were great. And it was almost like a sense of relief, wasn't it? That we'd they'd broken the deadlock and we had something then, def, you know, and we, we, we hope we'd hopefully see it out. And, and thankfully we did. I think I said it last week. Sorry, Mickey. I think before, when it was just me and Kyle on last Thursday, we both said, Kyle, like, if Jed was available from the bench, like, you can get that kind of performance that we saw last yeah. night, where, like, it's the half-hour burst where he knows he's not got 90 minutes to run around, but he can condense it into a 30-minute showing. And I think that's what we got from Jed's yeah. on last night's performance. But go on, Mickey, yeah. what was your point? Sorry. No, I think he just I think he just tricked the keeper last night as well, because if you look at uh, before he took it, he kept eyeing the left-hand side. He just kept looking at the left-hand side and, and moving his body towards the left-hand side. And then once he stepped back, he suddenly changed stance. And I think the keeper was already, right, he's going for the, you know, as you look right, I suppose. But as you look at the goal, it, it's a left. And I think he just he just convinced the keeper to go that way because the, the keeper dived early, slightly early as well. And he just powered it straight in. So, um, yeah, great penalty. Unlike Noble. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. I think 15 minutes to go, obviously, he does his custom only like kind of sub of taking off Ojo and putting on Billy Mitchell near the middle. Um, it, it, it worked out in the end, obviously, because we won the game. Uh, but it's just he went to the 5 3 2, didn't he, Kai, towards the end of the game there. But what was impressive, I felt like, was when Mitchell did come on, he saw a lot of the ball, but not only him, but obviously, like I said, Bristol City started half really well. Jay came on, changed the game, we got the penalty, and it kind of zaps their performance a little bit. But what I liked was like it was just it was all composed on the ball, but we kept it up our end, if that makes sense, in the final thirds. Like those times where you're thinking, just shoot, just shoot, like build but instead there's a slow build up, looking after the ball, trusting their ability, but also keeping the ball firmly away from the defence and kind of keeping it where we want the ball to be to see the game out, it felt like. Yeah, I didn't feel like Bristol City could, could gain any sort of momentum, could they really? I mean, they only had one chance. I think it was like ninety first minute when I don't know who it was, I think it was their left back and he and he's pulled it was a half volley, wasn't it? I think everyone around the stadium sort of took a really big deep, deep breath in and in sale, but hopefully that not here. But fantastic block from Ballard, I think it was. Yeah, but we just sort of knocked it around them and they just couldn't get it back. And it went, even when they did, we shut them down well. Billy Mitchell was excellent when he came on. I thought he was brilliant. I mean he was everywhere. Even when he missed that chance, um, about two minutes left, you know, he's missed a chance and he's gone sprinting over to try and tackle the left back again. He was, I oh, was everywhere. He was, I thought he was brilliant when he came on last night. Yeah, it was a good, good, good last 20 minutes from him. Like you say, unlucky not to score there, wasn't he? Yeah. I think it was Jed on the right hand side, wins the ball with his, obviously, like I said, his little half hour burst, gives it to the Mitchell. Mitchell then plays through George Savile, who's kind of supporting a phobia up top there. Um, and you think his Savile shoot, he doesn't. He cuts it back to Mitchell on his left peg. Either corner is 2 0. It's a bit more close to the keeper, wasn't it, Mickey? And just unfortunate not to convert that one and put it away, I feel like. Yeah, no, look, I think on any other night he might have scored that, but I just think, you know, it it's unfortunate because I think there's nothing greater for him to score a goal. You know, Millwall boy, all of that. It, it would have just it would have just sealed the night and fans would have gone mad. But look, I I think I think most of those players last night have progressed. But they're they're like they they look completely different to the game before, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? Um, I name dropped Evans. I just felt yeah. like he was hungry yesterday. After yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But Evans looked like he had a point to prove as well. Obviously, you know, Keith and Bell's been favoured in there with Savile. He yeah. keeps Bell set out, um, and obviously with Evans on the ball a bit, I thought he showed a bit of quality as well. Kind of, you know, I think there's a time where he kind of put a boy over the top towards a phobia or Ojo. 
Um, and you know, you sure you saw that bit of quality. My, my, I still question whether or not he's the right option in the middle of the park. Um, purely just with fast funding up to ten thousand dollars available through Net Credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what Net Credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All Net Credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the Net Credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com/partners for more information. Did you know that a business's location is one of the top factors in its success? In Ohio, we work to help you succeed through our highly ranked workforce, development-ready sites, and business-friendly environment. Explore how Ohio is for you and your business at jobsohio.com slash success. A phobia is a good player. Though, love him. Love him. He, he just gets on with the fans as well. Like He's constantly like kind of getting the fans to go in, trying to rear him. Um, and I think he is definitely quickly become a fan favourite then, hasn't he? It's clear to see. Yeah, he even got signed by the Bristol City fans last night, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of people, I think a lot of people obviously can see his character. You can tell, no doubt, he's a just nice, humble kind of player. Um, and obviously, you know, he's great for the position he's in. And I think also it could be his misfortune off the pitch, which is well documented. I think a lot of people then have kind of, not sympathy, but, you know, they, they really think, you know, he's just a, a genuine, unlikely person. And a lot of people just, you know, have, have him in their hearts, I suppose, in that sense. And you can see he loves to be here. He's so happy to be here. It's one of those, isn't it, with Millwall? No, the trouble is, is that if you give your if you give your art, we will take you on board and we we'll support you hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. And uh, you know, if you give everything, and he does, and he and the thing is with him is that he's not like a Smith, you know, what wants to hang around the goal to do the header and all that. He can run with the ball, and he's not mm-hmm. afraid to do, you know, flick overs and this, that, and the, and the tricks and everything else. He's proper ready to to run at people, and if he gets through, he'll have a shot and. Or he's not a selfish striker. You know, if he sees someone else is in a better position, he'll flick it through to him and let them have a go rather than him take it. So, all in all, he's what we've been screaming out for for a while. And if he's starting to come on form, with Savile coming on form, Evans, Billy, Ojo, the lot, all of a sudden, we've got multiple players who can score goals and and yeah. become goal threats. So, you know, fingers crossed it carries on. Only downside last night was Malone going off injured with a quad. Or Stole my fucking Literally what I was going to say. That's same, actually, yeah. yeah, I was like, if I was going to go, look, with six games unbeaten now, um, a clean sheet as well to make it two out of two, or two from the season, so to speak. And then, unfortunately, another injury happens. I mean, unlucky for Malone, isn't it, Kai? I think he just went down, didn't he? And obviously looked like, as Mickey said, he was a quad. Or, uh, I don't know if confirmed to say what the actual injury is or not. But, yeah, it's unfortunate timing for him, isn't it? Yeah, I saw a couple of weeks ago there was a quite a bit document. They documented quite well that he was struggling with cramp, wasn't he? Um, a couple of weeks ago, sort of one week, one two weeks ago. Um, but it was funny because as he as he walked off, he, he started and he was really limping off, and you thought, oh, it's really this is really bad. But the more and more he walked, the easier that he looked. Do you know what I mean? Like the way he was walking, it's almost like he was like almost you know he was cramped up. But um, I think he'll probably be out for a couple of weeks, won't he? But it definitely. It looked like it was cramps, and then um, I think it was uh, Danny went over to stretch him, and he just went, no, 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 don't touch it, don't touch it. But when he was walking off, he kept tensing his his quad. So I don't yeah. think it was his hand. I think he was quite, you know, whether or not he got cramp in his quad, I don't know. But he was just kept tensing that, and you know, they didn't look. If he if if it was too bad, they wouldn't have let him walk off. But 
you know, he, he didn't seem to be limping as such and he was tightening his quad. So, you know, maybe it was cramped, maybe it wasn't, but um, we're waiting to see what the club um, declares over timing. the next penalty. Oh, yeah. Shit yeah, timing yeah. in the sense that obviously, you know, good performance, you want to keep the form going. But with that said, it's potentially, if it's a couple week injury, he misses Barnsley, but then we've got the saving grace of the international break in that case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and obviously, like I said about the clean sheets, I mean, take away the free goal on Saturday, we could be staying at 2 1 0 wins, two clean sheets, and kind of back to that mill kind of, you know, doggy performance, so to speak, uh, going there. So, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, Saturday we can do the business again and make it, you know, two wins in a row, seven unbeaten. Um, but we'll talk about part two, uh, we'll talk about it in part two in a second. But anything you two want to round up on before we Just... finish part one? I just think Murray and him formed a good partnership last night. They seemed to be knowing where each other was and everything else. It was, it was just good to watch. Certain parts of it were great to watch rather than this fucking boring. Because I think, you know, the first half, it was like, the first half was quite a boring first half, to be fair. I think I, I think we tweeted out, you know, like, it's wake-up call, it's half past, you know, it's half time, just in case those of you fell asleep. And then all of a sudden, it just ignited, didn't it? So it was a lot better, so... Yeah, well, we'll take the win nonetheless, like I said there. And um, let's talk a bit, a bit more about Barnsley in the next part. Back in a sec. Welcome back to part number two of the show. Chaps, we've got Barnsley away on Saturday. I'm going to go. Sod it. I'm buying myself here tomorrow morning, I think. I'm going to drive up there, get on the M1 early doors, and I'm going to go to the game, mate. I can't wait. I mean... It's what a win does kind to you, isn't it? It gives you that kind of full sense of optimism. And I'm sure I'll be sitting here on Sunday morning with you guys thinking, why the fuck did I do that to witness Barnsley get their first win in, what, seven or eight games? Because they've only won one game all season at the start of the season against Coventry, didn't they? So it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a tough one. Every game against Barnsley is tough, isn't it? They always seem to do it. They always seem to find a way against us, don't they? Which is really frustrating. But I think, you know, if, if we're going to, you know, we've won on, on Wednesday night, we've won... You know, we've, we've put in a couple of good performances now. We're, what, six unbeaten, two draws, uh, four draws, two wins. And all of a sudden, that unbeaten record, if we win on Saturday, looks a lot better than, you know, because obviously last before last night, it was one win, four draws, which obviously doesn't look like, wasn't look great. But if we're unbeaten in seven, three wins, four draws, that all, that starts, that's starting to look quite a good unbeaten run now. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough game, but, you know, there's no reason why we can't go there and, and, do, and get the business done and, and get all three points. Winless and eight, Kai, uh, are Barnsley. Obviously, they've got a couple of good players in there. They've obviously tried to continue that kind of style of play that they had on the Valerie Ishmael last year. Uh, but they did lose on the 29th, which was yesterday. Um, thankfully, you know, to the team that we just managed to be almost better than Nottingham Forest. You know, I mean, it was they were one up at half time, Paulie Woodrow scored a penalty. Second half, Forest just steamrolled them and won 3 1 at the end. And it was, it was at Oakwell as well. And like I said, eight games without a win, they'll be eager to turn that around. But if there's anything you can take from that, you know, we were the better team against Forest, I felt like. Hopefully that means if we carry performances in like we've done in the last two games, we should hopefully have enough to see off that kind of Barnsley side who are struggling to perform at the moment. No, we should, yeah. And 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 if you I watched the highlights last night and the goals that Barnsley scored uh, Forest scored were were very um soft goals to concede. I mean grabbing I mean, I think Job Brennan Johnson or Zinkanaga, one of the two, they've beaten they've beaten their player on the on the bot. They've just literally just ran straight like there's two players here. And he's just run straight through the middle of them mm-hmm. and then just squared it for grabbing at the back post. He scored. The other one was, he, I don't know how uh, Johnson's got through. He's got through, buried it past keeper. And the other one, Johnson's got through again and just squared it to Zinkanago, who's, who's tapped it in. So it was such easy goals, um, you know, and, and we'll hope we'll hope to exploit that on, on Saturday. And, and it looks like 
well, it looks like having a you know a, a quick front three like Forrest showed last night. Obviously, I know Grabben's not rapid, but you know having that sort of Grabben, Johnson, and Zinconago, they did they, they thrived off that. So having Jed, Phobia, and Ojo could be a real could cause Barnsley all sorts of problems. Woodrow is that outlet them though, isn't he? He's obviously yeah. I think he's their captain as well. But I think you know they lost uh, Alex Murray in the summer. Not only very Ishmael, he took obviously Murray with him to uh, West Brom there. Obviously, he was the captain at Barnsley. So they are in a bit of a kind of tricky situation. There. And hopefully that's. I feel like if we're out the blocks quick, get an early goal, yeah. fingers crossed that could be a game that we just, you know, we can obviously see it through and hopefully put performance in that we, we all want to see on Saturday. No, definitely, yeah. It's yeah. We, the thing is, is that we're, we're looking to back Wednesday's game up, won't we? And, and two wins out of two before the international break, just before, well, just before the international break going into it will be, will be fantastic. And it'll be, you know, we would have found some form and uh, yeah, it'll be, well, we're going, we're going with two wins and probably, well, a win probably takes up to ninth, doesn't it? Probably ninth or tenth. And all of a sudden, it look, it's looking looking pretty rosy. So, you know, a win on Saturday can can really really push up the table. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to win. Mickey, I go think, on Saturday. I think, yeah, no, I think we'll probably get a win on Saturday. Um, if fucking Luton can stick five past thingy last night, then, yeah, I think we can get a win. Do you know what I mean? So, um, well, past yeah, commentary, I mean, you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know who knows I mean Barnsley will be eager to turn it around won't they that's, that's the thing so it's not going to be easy nonetheless but I think we win though because we're going to back of this win and I think we're going to there and I, you know we'll probably win 1-2-0 and I think we just end up finishing like we did before coming into um, the international break with a win and, and yeah I think we'll we probably win 2-0 to be fair I just nice. think the team bounces. I just, I just think they 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 play better once they're on a on a winning streak. As such, when they have a win, they just seem to everything about them seems to be better. So um, yeah, it'll probably go the other way, and we'll probably lose about forty nil. But yeah, no, I, I think we'll win two nil. I'll definitely be thinking on the way home what have I done to myself there driving back home if I done that. But um, I think I'm definitely going to go. Honestly, I can't. You know, it's you can't beat that feeling of getting a win and thinking. You know what? Like this could be the start of something, and you just want to be there to see it. Don't you kind of think? I think that's kind of the, the kind of feeling. And like you said, mate, you know we're only four points behind the playoffs, albeit you know we're still only four points ahead of Peterborough. So we're mid-table fodder at the moment. But like I was saying for a while, and I said the last two shows, it's time to kind of put that form together now. Players come back from injury, albeit Malone being missing for this game potentially Saturday. It's time to kind of string that form together and show what we're about. Yeah, and there's some winnable fixtures now, isn't there? So, yes, yeah, our time to do it. And we don't know if Malone will be out. It, it, it could be a little bit of cramp and they just stick him up yeah. with potassium and everything else to get him out and, and he'll be out. But, yeah, look, you know, worst case scenario, he is out. But we have got players what can play in that position and, and they're I still quite them. good. I mean, our bench, you know, our, our bench is, is great. Um, to have someone like Jed and that sitting on the bench... You just, you, you know, we've, we've got players that can come on and make a difference. So, yeah, I don't think there's any team that's really worrying you at the minute. We, we've got the players what can play. It's just whether or not they turn up. I think Malone, though, he's almost that kind of, you know, when you think of that left wing up position, that is his position. You could have said when Matamar and Romeo are here, you know, the two of them fighting the position together. The midfield, you're never quite sure who's nailed on. Probably Savile is obviously a nailed on midfielder there. And then Keith DeBell and Evans and Mitchell kind of fight for the other one. Um, but... I suppose it's up to Murray Wallace, uh, Kai, to show that Murray Wallace kind of consistency that we've got from him, where he's just constantly doing a job for us to, if Malone is not fit, to step in and do a job at left wing back. Yeah, I think I saw something from him 
probably a couple of months ago now that he actually said he's more comfortable as left wing back. Um, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, he, I mean, you can see when he when he get when he's at centre back last night, he just loves overlapping Malone, doesn't he? He just loves getting forward, and I think he's crossing and his actual overall, um, you know, technical delivery deliveries and all, everything has really improved under Rao. He's been um, superb at, at, at get uh, you know overlapping the wing backs, and when he gets on the ball, you know, borrowing a few. Bad, I think he made a couple of bad crosses last night, but barring a few of them, he's you know his crossing's actually quite good. And um, yeah, it, he, having him on the on the left won't be it's not going to be a disaster. You know he did really well there under routes with routes first season um, there, and, and it also I know I know people don't you know we want to be attacking, but he also strengthens the defence with him being there because then you've also almost got four centre backs, um, but you know and someone that can also give attacking output and also give maybe Cooper a chance back in the side to show. That he he's the you know give you you know show that you know he's responded from from being from being left out. So I think it, there could be good signs, and obviously Malone only be if he's only out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully the international break will will take a lot of that that time out. I think that left side centre half role suits Murray Wallace. I think um, like you say he, he likes to overlap guy, but also he can. I think having that defensive position in, but also. He, he does offer that more mobility on the left side centre half that I don't think Cooper really does. Cooper's obviously. A reliant head's been, you know, round the block a few times for me already. Um, but I think, you know, with Wallace there, he, he just kind of, he's that more mobile kind of left side centre half that likes to kind of get forward, I think, as well. But also defensively, he never shirks away from a tackle. No, and, and and I think if if Hutchinson is out again, hopefully, you know, Hutchinson's not out again, I would I would consider making Murray Wallace captain while he's mm-hmm. gone. I think Murray Wallace is is oh, just good shout. I think I think he's I think he's excellent. I, I don't I you know I love Cooper, but I just don't know how much of a leader Cooper is. He seems quite a quiet player on the pitch, doesn't he? I'm not sure whether he is like a Pierce or a Hutchinson and sort of barking orders. I think he's more of a you know he's quite, more, he's much quieter Cooper. He likes to keep himself to himself. So um, whereas Murray Wallace, I think is just I think Murray Wallace is louder as a, as a player and you know he's more of a more of a leader. I think and uh, that's nothing that's nothing against Cooper. Cooper's brilliant, but I just think Murray Wallace would be a better leader if Hutchinson. Um, has another spell on the sidelines in the future. I agree with you there, mate. I mean, Mickey, I think Kai said it there, but, you know, Cooper has been left out last two 11s. Um, we both, we all kind of said that's probably the right decision to make and it's proved to be right, so to speak. But, you know, this is his opportunity, like a little kick up the arse, kind of say, you know, you've lost your position. Time to go back in and put performance in, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully, that if he comes back in on Saturday, hopefully he does put in a position, you know, put in and, and show that he wants that position because well, it's the first time he's been challenged. Do you know what I mean? Like he's normally yeah. been a nailed on starter, always in the team if he's fit. Every game, now it's it? like game. now it's like here you go, Cooper. You've missed the last two. You sat on the bench. Show us what you can do again. I suppose. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's that, and you know, it's not a niggle or something else. But yeah, hopefully it's it's that's the reason why because of the competition has just forced him out, and hopefully he's hungry enough as a player and as a person to be able to take that on board and just hit the ground running and say, you know what, you're not having my position. I'm going to, I'll keep it back. Because until he'd done his shoulder, he was in every game, the season before that, the season before, he was, he was in every game. That's my point. Um, like, it's, this is it. Like, and he was consistent. So... And then all of a sudden, he's had a few bad games, what, you know, really noticeable. So, yeah, fingers crossed he comes in and he, you know, he makes a big mark and, uh, you know, Maybe scores a goal as well. That would do the uh, the boys who bet on him the world of good. The perks of um, having a full squad almost available for you, Kai, isn't it? That kind of competition. Player dips off the form. It's not. It wasn't just one form for Cooper. A lot of people said that you know, start of the season a bit ropey. He sits out, and now it's like, okay, 
come back in, Cooper. That shows what you can do. Yeah, it's refreshing, isn't it? It's refreshing to see these, you know, these changes. Being able to make these changes because a couple of weeks ago we couldn't make the changes. So, yeah, having having players like Cooper on the bench is just shows the, the depth we do have in in the squad, and, and I think that's excellent to be able to give players rest if they ever need it, or if players will drop off form, you know, chance to give someone else a go. I think I think you know, depth squad depth is is really is really important. <coughs> Excuse me, a clear obvious void or problem. Mickey, 10 games, 10 goals. We said that Barnsley's out of form. They conceded three to Nottingham Forest, who we drew one all against last Saturday, who probably shouldn't have scored against us, but for that fluke. Fill your boots Saturday, right? If we do get that goal, try and go for it and win comfortably if we can. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm confident we should hopefully win the game. Whether or not we win 3 or 4 nil is, you know, maybe I'm dreaming there. And, you know, if anyone does back that, fair play to you if we do turn up and win 3 or 4 nil on Saturday. You deserve everything else you can get with that. But Mickey, it's time to, you know, if the opportunity's come to us, score some goals, do you not think? No, definitely. I think, you know, yeah, I think 2 0, I don't think much more than that. But, you know, yeah, if we can do four, then great. But, yeah, definitely two. <clears throat> Kai, score predictions? Oh, it's difficult. I'll go, I'll go two, and I'll go with Jed and a phobie. I want to say 2 0 as well, but because you both said it, I'm going to be the blind delusional one that's potentially going up there Saturday and say 3 0 Millwall. There you go. Um, Guys, see a national break with uh, pure optimism there, but I, I'm being realistic. We're probably going to end up drawing Saturday, but you know, as long as we don't lose it and we, you know, we keep the kind of training performances that we're happy with at least. I mean, look, I'll be honest. Half time yesterday, I was sitting there thinking it weren't the greatest performance. I'm thinking it's just the same boring Millwall. Jeb Wallace comes on and, and you know, nice bit of energy Bang. into the game. That's it. It's like so, but. You know, if Jed starts and then you've still got no Bennett and Mahoney available, is there going to be a problem in the game on Saturday? Who's going to come in and change it up? Uh, but I suppose we've got Matt Smith on the bench. You know, you give him half hour to kind of make an impact in the game. And I think he, that's exactly what I want do you, to do. It. Do, do you play Jed or do you bring him on as a super sub again? Good question. I think if if, if Jed's 100% fit, there's no doubt Jed Wallace yeah. starts. That's the, that's the thing. And I, I think if you asked 100 mil fans, probably 98 would say, yeah. 90% people go, yeah, definitely starting. But obviously, as I, I think that was the huge part we had yesterday, like I said earlier. Like, if he's on the bench and you've got half hour to go and the game is in the balance, there's no better player to bring on, I'd say, almost in the division, to change it and just give him half hour and go, go on, Jed, run your socks off and give us a 90 minute performance in 30 minutes, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting I mean, one there. If you're watching this on YouTube, then get in the comments and just say, you know, with Jed Wallace, would you start him or, or have him as a sub? And just add in the comments below just so we can see what other people think so yeah it'd be interesting to see whether or not you you know i'd probably say for the next game or two i'd probably bring him on as a sub to be fair it's almost unthinkable to have him as a sub isn't it but i know it what you is. mean it's a huge bonus having him on the bench yesterday because like he came on the fans were behind the team all of a sudden again and you see yeah. what he did in the space of five minutes that one darting run the penalties dispatched work right you know he won the ball back for billy mitchell's chance no. But then that's, this is why Jed Wilson needs to be starting because if we don't have Jed, who's going to do that on a consistent yeah. basis? That's the problem. Yeah. No, I think Phoebe's due a couple on Saturday, though. I think that's my, that's my. I think OJ's due one as well. Yeah, I like it. I mean, all this positive. So we're going to go yeah, Jed, it's, it's a phobie, going to come crashing down. You're saying a Phoebe yeah. to OJ and I'm saying Jed. Phoebe, that's 4 0 now. 3 0. Phoebe scores twice. And then um, we'll back Cooper, like you said there. There you go. 3 0. Yeah. Three nil. Uh, yeah, no I'll be more than happy to check in with you guys on Sunday morning and be all disappointed. Don't get me I wrong. think Savile's due one too. Yeah, that's it. I think it's five. 
Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Feel crazy what's happening here. I know we're yeah. all off our heads. I think. What one win does to you, eh? I think we're all. I think we're all fucking. Before we're going to end up being about 10 nil. I think a lot of people <laughs> sitting there probably listening thinking, where's this optimism come from? But it's just, that's what football does to you. It's what Drugs. football does to you. Mm, not, not, no, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> no idea what you're on about. Uh, but yeah, I think Mickey said there, we have come to a natural end here anyway. Um, if you're obviously watching us on YouTube, like I said at the start of the video, be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment in the comment section below if you've got anything to put forward and obviously constructive criticism to what we do. If you listen to an audio, be sure to leave some five-star review on Apple or Spotify. It's greatly appreciated. Check us out on Twitter at that mill pods. Check our website out, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Um, and yeah, if you want to get in contact with us via email, it's info at thatmillpodcast.co.uk. I think that's pretty much everything. Mickey, you done? Done. Mickey's, just, Mickey's done. Just just correct. He's you, not uh, done. Stop, he's not done. Stop com. Dot com, not dot co. Oh, but our okay. website is dot Okay, interesting. Good to know. Uh, Kai, anything you want to put forward, mate? Thanks for coming on tonight. No, no worries. Just hopefully we can get the three points and and you know make it a good end to the you know take a take a good a good result into the international break. Agreed, mate. Well, that's it from us, and we'll be back on Sunday for a bit of post Barnsley going into the international break. Thanks for coming, guys. See you soon. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.